Welcome to Influenced. In this podcast, we dive into a world behind the phone camera, the social media profiles and the studio lenses to speak directly to some well-known inspiring people who have built themselves from nothing to the height of their industry. Bedroom badasses turn billboard bosses and how they got there. Join me, Paul Ryder, as I found out why we are influenced. At 22 years of age, this powerhouse performer has conquered the world and is on a mission to do it all again. Choreographer, dancer, creative director and superstar, Zach Milne has wowed the performing community since he was a baby. And now the boy is all grown up and ready for more. Having performances with Dua Lipa and Little Mix on his resume, what is next for this energetic soul? In this episode, my Ireland's Got Talent counterpart talks how he feels about influencing the world with his art, his dreams and aspirations for the future, and why LA has his heart. Today, I'm influenced by Zach Milne. Zach Milne, we are here with you today. Welcome to Influenced. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, you are not you're not one to have done a load of podcasts and especially with this series I was kind of excited to talk to people who you haven't heard their story too much and right. your story which we'll go right right into is one of like the, there's so many different layers and you're only 20 you're 22 years of age aren't you 22 now yeah like 22. that seems that seems to me so messed up because you've been around and people have known your name and you're, you're kind of like Batman in a way, the name, (laughs) your name, your name always appears, your name always pops up and it's always for your talent and for what you've done and for what you've done in in your industry and stuff like that. But you're very aloof. You're very kind of like, you still hold stuff back. You don't really kind of go too much into out there stuff. Yeah. You're nodding your head. If you're, if you're watching. (laughs) That's why we're here today. Is it? (laughs) Well, it's, it's just to get a different. It's just to get a different side to you and to kind of your influences and what's influenced you and to give the listener a bit of a, a bit of a background into your life. Um, so we will we will get into all of that. I want to start off and just ask you about lockdown and how you're coping. Um, well, first of all, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to chat. It's been a minute. Um, lockdowns. Um, it's 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 cute. It's like we're making do. We're trying to stay positive. We're pushing through. Um, for I'm ca- I'm counting this one as lockdown three. It's lockdown three, right? Yeah. yeah. So first lockdown was a load of fun. You know, we kind of stopped work. We were in the sun. We were having a little moment. Second lockdown, I was actually in London for the full thing. So I was working through that whole lockdown, thankfully. This lockdown has been a little bit more challenging because obviously we thought once the new year hit, it was going to be you know, all fine and dandy and here we are. And I haven't traveled in four months <laughs> and that's kind of what I do. So, um, yeah, like, so that's, that's the weirdest thing because normally you are in all different parts of the world and not just, not just the, what, what people think and look at home and think, oh, people dance there or they could be a dance capital. You could be in some of the most obscure and strangest places that have <laughs> a huge dance influence and you right. are, you know, one of the biggest stars of that world. Um, Has it been strange? Has it been strange not traveling? And has it been strange not being as, because you're a working bitch, you work your ass off Mm -hmm. and you do it in such a way of in secret. So you're not in secret, you're not hiding it. You just, you don't talk about it. You just do your Mm -hmm. success and you do it. And that, that's kind of admirable. Has it been weird not traveling and not getting to 
It has. It's it's been it's been like almost confronting. Like this thing that I basically like for me, work is my way to like keep myself busy and almost cope and like get through. I know that's not great to like depend on work, but it's just something that I love so much that it kind of keeps me busy and in a positive mind frame. And now that's kind of all being stripped away in a sense. It's like I've had to refine those places where I find happiness and kind of have to almost take a look at myself in a sense and you know, not depend on any external sources to like make me excited or keep me motivated and kind of just look at myself and my inner circle in a way and just try and like enjoy the moment, enjoy the small things in life, I guess. So that's kind of just been what I've been doing over the past couple of months, you know. So we're six minutes, 35 seconds into the, into the podcast and he's already given me goosebumps with that statement. Oh. <laughs> you've kind of you've kind of affirmed what I what it, from a per, from a personal point of view, I work to keep me happy. My work is what is most important over. Uh, and I, I say this with duress, but my relationships, my everything working makes me a better person to then be a better person for everybody else. 100%. Um, so I completely, I completely agree with you on that. And the lockdowns, you're dead right. I think everyone's going to suffer in it. The first one, especially for people like us who are self-employed and we work our asses mm. off to make things happen. The first one was yeah. nice. It was like, this is gorgeous for like, vacation. Stop for a minute. <laughs> yeah. And now here we are. Here we are in the third lockdown. You're you live at home, don't you? You you live with your mom at home. I do. So I was I was literally I used to spend like one day to two days a week here. Um, before obviously Corona hit. And then I also had plans to go abroad um, and kind of live abroad for a while. So now I'm here. It's been cute. Um, I'm with my mom and stuff. So it's been really nice, but um, I'm ready to move again. Do you see uh, <laughs> do, do you see an end to the pandemic anytime soon? Could, from your own, and I've, I'm asking everyone this because I want <laughs> to get everyone's personal opinion. Right. I'd like to see an end. But one thing that I... Um, I really want to think about is that or really want to like kind of share is that I really feel that it's never going to be the same again I'll be honest and for me I'm trying to look at that not in a not in a negative light and more in a positive light like you know to be honest with you I've had so much time to you know work on myself personally and kind of uh, better the quality of my life and and the habits I have and the things I do every day that I almost don't want to go back to live in that crazy stressful life I yes I want to work again and I want to travel again but I think you know things aren't going to be the same and I think we can just approach that in a, in a really positive way um, okay. and like you know all of the things that we've created during this lockdown is actually quite revolutionary like you probably would have never been sitting here doing a podcast if you didn't have this. And so many people are in in that place as well. And I think it's just I guess I'm just trying to look at it from a positive aspect and see like I want to move forward in the most kind of advanced way possible and not just think everything's going to go back to normal. Things will be better again. But just in a different way. I suppose it's, 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 yeah. And it's a lovely sentiment to say that, you know, everyone keeps saying, oh, I just want a bit of normality. I just want a bit of normality. But actually what what you said there is, is, is kind of groundbreaking in a way to say, actually, I don't want normalcy. I want something better. And I want a newer version of, of what the world was before, Mm. especially considering how much we've, how much we've been through and how much our mental health has kind of suffered. Um, Have you had those moments of, of mental health suffering and kind of, yeah. Like that, that answer was me being really positive and trying to look at the better side of it. There is days, probably like yesterday, for example, where I'm sat in my car driving around my 5K being like, 
when is this gonna end going insane I'm just like even just the you know seeing the same things every day being in the same place for me that has a really big effect on me just yeah. because I I, I kind of thrive personally off new environments and new energies and stuff. And yeah, it has been really tough and um, it's been really scary in moments. I'm not going to lie. There's been a lot of uh, moments where like, you know, mentally, like I, I hit places that I didn't think I would hit, you know, just being, you know, upset and not, and kind of everything being very, what's the word, very just uncertain. There has been moments. So yeah, that answer is just me kind of, you know, given my overall opinion, but there is ups, there is downs. It's definitely like a roller coaster. It's not like something that, you know, it's just straightforward. It's like we have our, yeah, we have our good moments and our bad moments. I'm just trying to let the good almost overshadow the bad in a way. I'm just, I've had yeah. to now because, you know, we're still in it a year later. So it's kind of like, well, let's just try to keep positive. And, and yeah, that's all. You can. And for, for somebody with such a following, um, on social media and afar like it doesn't just extend to what we see behind a phone it extends to see the community that you've built for yourself and the community that you've built for nearly at points the world because you've brought you've brought different people from all over the world together in in what you do um and in that you like we said at the start you don't show much of your your kind of emotion and that side of things in through uh, social media is that a conscious decision to kind of hold that for you and that's your own thing um yeah i mean it's always a conflict of interest i will say i oh yeah for me i am a really private person you know i i blame it on the fact that also yes to the white monster we live my favorite flavor um but yes yeah, sorry i'm drinking my white monster <laughs> and the no sugar the calorie the, the low oh, fat. it's my favorite flavor so um but yeah um where was i what was the the private privacy thing um yeah i mean i am a virgo and i am very private um but I also know there is a power in being able to share through social media and share. So some days I, I do feel like, why don't you just share a little something and stop? I feel like I only show the best moments, which is like, you know, just my inner perfectionism, my inner, like, I just want to share my like body of work and not yeah. kind of give too much for people to kind of, um, to kind of think about or look at and, and almost make a judgment. It's kind of like, if I just share my, my finished product work and people can take it, hopefully be inspired by it. So yeah, some days I do feel like I can share a little bit more and I should. And then some days I'm like, yeah, but I, I don't know. There's a lot of sides to me that I don't share online, which I feel like is almost nice in a way, because, you know, it means that when people actually meet me in person, they get something more and it, and it kind of makes it special. I think in a way. I think it does. I think that when you get when you get face to face with you, because through through looking at you, whether it's through YouTube or whether it's through a live performance, you get this. You get this almighty, fierce performance, and you know, uh, you know, stand up superstar. And then when you get in a when you get in a room with you and you sit down with you, you're probably one of the softest souls that I've ever met and oh had had a lovely conversation with and walked away going, "Wow, that was." That that made me think, and I think that that's that's the sort of stuff we need in our influencers and people who influence our lives is 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 that side of things. Um, you'd always like we said at the start, you'd always be jetting off to to choreograph somewhere or to workshop. Yeah. Have you have have the plans started to kind of creep back in? Are the are the calls and the emails kind of going? Hey, just testing the waters here. If we're out yes. of the world's madness, we'll be back yes. to normal. Have, that's they, been coming they through. Have, thankfully, probably probably this month. Uh, end of Feb, March, people are planning again. People are trying to make things. People are still being conscious, but yeah, um, summer is hopefully going to be 
cute um yeah not obviously like back to complete normality where like you can have literally hundreds of people in a room but people are making baby steps yeah. and and kind of taking the risk so i'm i'm praying that you know that things follow through and that the plans that are being set in stone now are gonna happen so yeah fingers crossed but things are lining up and i and i hope they happen Exciting things that we can we'll be able. To, yeah, oh, I love that. I, I, <laughs> I, I love that when I when I hear people are having those exciting things and good things are happening for good people. It's always good. Um, and with that, I suppose I I'd love to say your lack of creative, but you've kept your creativity flowing. Like you've been in the studio, you've been you've you've been doing stuff. You've had your team kind of working. Um, have you had the dancer block at times? Have you kind of gone ah? Oh yeah. Know, oh yeah. What's going like, on? Um. The first lockdown, I barely danced. Okay. Lockdown number one, I really didn't feel like dancing. I did a couple of classes, but I didn't feel like moving. And I think that was okay. And I think you can't force yourself. Well, at least I'm, I know myself and I can't force myself to dance or just fake it almost. I have to be in the mood. But now, you know, um, me and Kerry, my sister, we've managed to to make an online dance program where we basically offer what we originally offered in the stu- our studio in Glasnevin, but now we offer it to people all over the world. So um, it has given me motivation and almost a sense of purpose again. So yeah. within kind of having a purpose, I do want to dance a lot more. Like yesterday I was in the studio and I, which I'm very lucky that I, I can go to the studio and have that moment. But yeah, I just danced for myself. I, I just had a little uh, boogie. Shall we so that's that's fly <laughs> that that's fly company international am i right that's what we're talking yeah, about that yeah. Is, we, yeah. we, we will get we will get to Sorry, that but i want to kind of go there. that's okay that's okay i want to <laughs> go back to the very very beginning i want to know what like child zach was like child like, okay were you what sort of child were you were you academic did you like school if oh, you're no. like if you're like me and the creativity side you hated school yeah i i'll be honest i wasn't i did school i'm like i was a I like to think I was a good child in a sense of I went to school, I showed up and I, I, I you know, I ate my lunch and I did what I had to do. But I, I wasn't really that academic and I, I didn't care to be either, which was kind of funny. I passed my exams, but I uh, had no interest, not going to So lie. you did you did your junior cert and your leaving cert, you finished I did all. my junior cert, not my leaving cert. Me too. I oh didn't my do my, gosh, no. I left her in fifth year. I was like, nah, lad, this is a Bloody shit show. I'm out of here. No yeah. way, no how. Uh, and I suppose, what age did you turn to dance then? So I was kind of taking dance seriously, uh, well, a series as a as a young person can take dance in, um, yeah. what was it, like 2030. And so I um, I left school when I, I was kind of taking dance seriously. And then when I went into fourth year, that was my year where I was like, right, I'm going to do something great this year for dance and not kind of, you know, put as much focus on school. God forbid any of my old teachers hear this. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I just kind of, um, I took the year out. I moved to New Zealand in fourth year. um, And I actually studied dance over there with a dance crew um, and a choreographer um, in New Zealand. And I ended up staying, well, I actually auditioned and then I ended up staying there and never actually coming home. So I ended up doing more school over there. And then I ended up moving back to Dublin before I even finished school in New Zealand and just never managed to finish school. <laughs> so you went, you went, you went to New Zealand. Was that with the Royal family? 
that was yeah so if you don't know if you're listening and you don't know who the royal family are well you need to go and just on youtube and just get stuck into some of the most creative and and dance explosion stuff of, yeah. of things that have ever been known to man um and what was that experience like like new zealand is a completely different ball game than here uh and yeah. going at so young did you go over on your own or did you go over with family um so so yeah i didn't just like up up and jet to new zealand i basically like was a super fan of the royal family and as a young teenager and i basically like the auditions are every january and i begged my mom for three years in a row i was like literally begged like i feel bad that i begged so hard um and i used to beg her to go and then one year kerry was just like we have to go um and we booked a flight my mom basically kind of left her job left everything behind and me Kerry and my mom flew to New Zealand I auditioned we had only um, a trip up for three weeks and then I had auditioned and we were kind of like well I can't go home now that I got in so and um, we ended up being in New Zealand for um for what was it I would say a year and eight months wow and um, so that yeah, I mean it was incredible I just got to focus on dance I got to like this was my dream I was living when I was you know this is all I ever wanted and I was what was it, what age was I 15 15 16 and yeah. um, so it was really nice because you know I I wasn't there to work I wasn't there to like have to worry about all adult things it was more like a time for me to just study dance give every inch of my being to this thing that I want to do for the rest of my life and kind of just study under um who in my opinion you like are the best in the world, you know? So, yeah. Is is it is it important to kind of start that journey so early? Is it important to kind of like get stuck in and want, like you've just said, to hand over everything? You gave up a full life in Ireland mm. to try yeah. this opportunity in New Zealand. Is it important or can you do, can you do both? Can you live both lives? You can live both lives for sure. I just, my journey was, was my journey. And I think everyone, you know, people dance and Kerry's journey, for example, my sister was completely different. She was trying to become a professional dancer and like trying to make it into that world while also studying science, analytical science wow. and working in Guinness and doing it in the lab and doing all these crazy things. So um, it's definitely doable. Both you just kind of have to, no matter what, to be a dancer, you have to have a certain level of want and a certain level of, um, a work ethic, we should say. I definitely think, yeah. you know, if you want to do something that bad, you know yourself, if, if you want to make it, you have to do everything in your power to make it happen. I know that sounds corny, but it is what it is, no, you it's, know? It's, it is what it is. <laughs> Listen, I want to I wanna just touch base on Kerry because she okay. is your sister. Um, she yes. is your choreographer. She's your dance partner. I'm kind yeah. of right in saying she's probably your best friend and your she most closest, is. closest confidant. Yeah. Uh, you ha- the two of you have a beautiful, beautiful relationship and you're so kind of supportive of, of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, has it always been like that? Do you fight like brother and sister or oh, is it yeah. very kind of like... <laughs> Um, you know what I will I will say that Kerry has been um probably the reason why I can do what I what I do. Um not just as a dance teacher, but she she's really Kerry saw potential in me or like believed in me before I actually believed in myself or kind of knew um what I was capable of. And I kind of owe that to her in a sense and um, you know, but but at the same time we are siblings, we work together. We have the same friend circle. We're best friends and we do kill each other. Not going to lie to you. We do. (laughs) We have our moments, but especially during lockdown, like me and Kerry would see each other like not that much. Um, 
but we'd always talk to each other, but like we'd always be traveling to different different places and you know, on the go. And then we all of a sudden um we live together like every day, every breathing second of the day we live together in this lockdown. So uh, it was kind of a bit of a mad time, but we we pushed through. We still love each other. She's still my favorite person on this planet. And uh, here we are. And she just actually drove by the window. <laughs> <laughs> and so come here to me. Uh, fly fly Dance then obviously came oh. from the two of you. That's that's both of your baby. It's both yeah, of your yeah. what is now a massive, massive empire of, of dance. How did that come about and when did it come about? Um, so actually, it kind of it definitely started with Kerry. She's kind of, you know, the one that created that that brand and the kind of brains behind it. Um, you know, when I did a year and a year and eight months in New Zealand, Kerry only did one year. Um, so Kerry actually kind of moved back to Dublin while I was still in New Zealand with my mom. And she kind of started running these almost like mentorship programs for dancers in Ireland. And basically they started going really well. It would be like a six week program. And then at the end we'd do a show. Well, they would do a show. I wasn't even part of it at the start. They do a show and then she'd pick someone, give them a scholarship and send them to America and um, for like a month to train. So it started off at that. And then eventually um, over lunch, I remember it one day, me, my mom and Kerry just sat there and we were like, we need to open a dance studio. We need to have a space to facilitate this, this thing that, that has been born and that, you know, people really enjoy. Um, and yeah, we just built a dance studio. Um, it wasn't just built a dance studio. It took a lot of work and we started. I was going to, cause you, you have, you have your studio and like from when you started with the studio for, to what it is now, like now it looks like a, now it looks like a television studio, like a proper <laughs> full on, you know, yeah. full setup. So it, it's, it's come a long way. How long has it been open? I think it's been open. I'm going to say, I'm going to guess and say six years now, five or six years. And we, we've had two buildings and yeah, to be honest with you, I really, I really, um, you know, I've been, I've been a part of it and, you know, I, it's literally my home and it's my place to be, but really Kerry has also put her every inch of her being and um, not just, you know, on Instagram and whatnot behind the scenes, she's really given everything and she's, you know, had to be so like innovative, is in- yeah, <laughs> innovative. innovative, innovative, innovative um, in a way and just kind of try and, do everything in her power to grow something that she was really passionate about. And I've been lucky enough to be able to be a part of that journey and almost watch it and learn from it. Cause I was really young when the studio opened. So, you know, um, I almost didn't know how to run a studio. I remember the first year of the studio being open. I cracked. I, it was really, I loved it, but it was really difficult. And then I started to find my flow. I started to learn even like people skills and like having to deal with those people at such a young age and deal with so many different kinds of people. It's really difficult. And so I, I definitely have been on a journey six years later since then to almost learn how things work and learn how to how to run a studio essentially so yeah it's kind of it's kind of like that self-employed life and even being a drag queen you have to be your own choreographer your music maker your makeup artist and it's the exact it's the exact same with you guys and you've learned from the bottom up and you've learned you've learned in some of the toughest times and some of the best times what do because you you have your like your classes are open and so many people can come and join obviously when the pandemic lifts Mm -hmm. um people can join and, and do the classes but i know you've got like your core group and they're almost like the people you've kind of set off into the world to kind of become mm-hmm. their own what do the core group of people mean to you and like um, to, to watch to watch them grow to be honest with you like 
they're my best friends. They're kind of people that I've met through Fly and also people that I knew actually before I even moved to New Zealand. So it's kind of a dynamic group, but um, they mean everything to me. They're, you know, like I said, they're my best friends. I still see them, obviously not now, but I still see seeing them every day and talk to them every day. And I'm really proud. I, I just think it's it's a really important thing to create a space in Ireland where dancers actually realize or artists, not just dancers, actually realize that I can do great things and I can do things beyond even this kind of small country in a way. And I can go abroad and I can make it in the big in the big industry and that's kind of that was our always our goal was to be able to send people off and I, I'm, I'm even lucky enough now that like whenever I get to do like choreography jobs I get to have my own incredible people that I've kind of I dance with work with me so yeah we'll uh, we'll, co- we'll come back to that in a minute because I do I want to I want to pick your brain about the dance industry and about the artist industry and, and stuff like right. that here in Ireland and going mm-hmm. further afield I just want to really quickly touch off of how we would have came into contact which would have been Ireland's Got Talent back in 2018 um like it's one of those things it's one of those things that I don't even know how to kind of express it but like yeah. you 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 see the name and you 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 whatever I had heard oh yeah Zach Milne is there and I was like oh well that's a winner then there's your there's your winner hands down like you know what I mean how <laughs> how did <laughs> plot twist plot twist nobody won um how how did it come about for you because I know I think you're the same as me I was approached to do it yeah uh rather than kind of applying for it so were you yeah. you approached yeah, someone someone reached out like via email or something, and I was really hesitant. I'm not gonna lie because they too, were... I said I said no three times. Right. Okay. Yeah. I I didn't say no, but I I, oh. I kind of I but I but I didn't say yes right away. It took me a while, and then they 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 were kind of like, well, um, uh, but I also was looking for other people to do it instead of me. Like it was just kind of a process <laughs> because because why I was hesitant was because they reached out looking for a vulgar. Uh, bitch, you know I'm not a vogue. <laughs> so I, I mean, you know, I've I've learned vogue, but that it, it's such a big world that I would never want to like, you know, kind of dabble in it and not fully yeah. do it. But I, I, I kind of said, you know what, I love performing, and I, I feel like even though I'm not gonna vogue, I can bring something. I know what they by vogue, I know what they meant. They, you know, they wanted the full drama, the full, the full gig, yeah. the full yeah. So I was like, I can do that. I can bring you something of that. And then I was like, you know what? I'm in Ireland. I'm not doing anything at the moment. So I'm going to do it. And you know what? It was the best decision. One of one of the best decisions that I made doing it. I, I Do you feel the same way? Definitely. Absolutely. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm Life excited. To, I'm kind of excited to hear your take on it because I feel yeah, like. Spoke I, about it. Never. We've never really <laughs> had a chance. And I feel like. I feel like me and you sit on a very similar thing that we just want to work and we want to keep doing what we're doing. We want to be nice people and do good things. Um, And I also feel like that before IGT, we were doing that. We were working our asses off. We were making shit happen for ourselves. And then that pedestal just kind of helped us push ourselves a little bit further. And now we get to do it on a bigger scale and bigger jobs and bigger checks, if you can, if you can say that nicely. but yeah, it was it was kind of a, a turning point in my life, and actually not just not just for to enjoy the experience, but to do the show as a as a person. I was in a really dark place before before actually going into it. So coming out of it, I came out a lot better. And funnily enough, your sister, I texted her this last week, and I was talking. She to told her. me this. She Did she tell me. you? Yeah. 
she told so, well she told me about the encounter you guys had yeah so just for for the listener we were we were sitting in the room waiting to be told whether we got to the the semi-finals or not it was christmas it was bad it was mad and myself and kerry ended up sitting together and whatever way kerry and me had a conversation she, she spoke about the likes of like putting good things out into the world getting out and doing good things for yourself being a better person by being a nicer person and i swear to god i still if i'd hair on my arms they'd stick up but i still get goosebumps thinking about that conversation and only last week she posted something on instagram and i text her and I said it to her and she was like blown away thank you so much so we had a really really good kind of a really really good chat um but that just goes to show the kind of power that 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 had at the, at the time 100. did you would you do it again if the opportunity came about um I I think you know I really on honest to god in, in terms of like that kind of format of a talent show and whatnot I I think I I've done my time I'll be honest yeah. It's been, it was a beautiful experience and I wouldn't change anything, win or lose for a second, fifth, tenth. I wouldn't change anything because it, I learned so much from it, but I just felt like, I feel like I'm ready to take on different things. And I think that part kind of represents where I was at then. And um, so I think I want to leave it at that and not try and keep dabbling in it and just leave it at the happy experience I had in a way. Did you feel like the format needed needed its tweak after, you know, and I know a lot of interviews you did in season two, um, the, the tweak about the dance groups and stuff like that. Do you feel like the format needed to move forward in Ireland because we were such a dance based thing and we kind of like the Eurovision you vote in pack or was it kind of OK and, and, and to leave to, to shine to shine a light on those groups? I mean, I'm not sure. I, I think obviously the groups were we're going to win once once I kind of realized how it worked I kind of figured like obviously I don't have you know as many you know how Ireland kind of is in a sense of it's very community based and everyone knows kind of everyone and someone knows 12 families and then she knows 12 families whereas I didn't know that many people so I kind of figured you were probably the same you were a solo act in the competition so it was what it was but I you know I mean obviously it it is always nice to win but it's like it didn't make or break my experience and kind of I truly believe that everything happens for a reason so I kind of I kind of was happy happy that like it worked out the way it did it, it was nice um and I think you know the system was the work the way it was for the right reasons and here yeah. we are sitting here on a podcast 2021 yes. <laughs> here we are many many years later um your relationship with Michelle was something beautiful and I got to see it kind of firsthand she's always been such a support to you and yeah. she's always been kind of pushing you and she's she is that kind of like motherly figure yeah. um do you do you still keep in touch? Do you still keep in contact? Are you kind of like yeah. me? It's like the, the the DMs here, there, and everywhere, and just kind of chatting yeah, little bits sure. and bobs. Yeah, honestly, to be honest, I I went into Ireland Got Talent with no expectation. I honestly like you know, I wasn't sure if they were going to like me or absolutely slate me. I wasn't sure. I was so clueless because you know I thought I was going to be a joke act. I thought they know? were going to send me out there to to knock me down. Yeah, I wasn't sure, and you know what? I will say it's actually the support that Michelle has given me and the, even the rest of the judges to be honest like has helped me a lot and and just like I I can tell she really um you know cares about me as a person um, and wants me to do you know to live my dreams and she's been a big support and she's really you know made sure I was okay through all of the craziness and even supported me with with like you know the likes of me trying to go to America and whatnot so I've been really really lucky to to meet Michelle and I think she's a beautiful human being and I think um yeah 
when we shot the promo for together for season two, oh which gosh. was a which was a complete like oh my fucking god moment for me. Like I, you know, that was that was just so crazy. You <laughs> said to me that everything that needs to come to you will come to you in the right time, and I took some major inspiration from that. Do you still live by that? I, I know we've kind of touched on it already. But I do. Like I do still. I, yeah, I mean, I, I I will always believe that, but I will say it's been kind of testing in the coronavirus period there's you know things that I was working towards you know before coronavirus hit that have been are still on hold you know and things that you know have been kind of lifelong lifelong goals of mine and whatnot so it is frustrating but also um I will say that I I'm trying to I always you know I always try and view things my best in the best way possible and I think what I'm learning now in this downtime is very valuable and is going to help my experiences and doing the things I want to do in the future, if that makes sense. You know, I think if I, you know, try and become a stronger person now that when I actually do get to do these things that I've always wanted to do, it'll make my experience nicer and kind of better uh, rather than the person who was like super stressed, super busy and super overwhelmed before coronavirus started. You know, I feel like I've had a little bit more, me time so yeah I am a believer that everything happens in the right timing sometimes you you get a bit over and it's a bit frustrating because you just want to do the things that you've been working towards for a long time but I guess we just have to put our trust in in something in something we do I was going to say God but it most certainly isn't God um we just have to put our trust in the world I think now just to, to kind of the universe to to capitalize on that finish the talk about Ireland's Got Talent. You went back then, obviously, with season two with Fly Youth, who were the I did. yeah, and the big smile on your face tells me everything there that you were kind of so proud and so excited. They were they were a talented bunch of kids, like they were oh. they were powerhouses. And I I loved. I was watching an interview that you did recently uh, from back then, and you kind of said that you didn't want them to emulate you. You wanted them to emulate themselves and amp that up to a point. Are you yeah. still are you still that person? Are you still you're not trying to create the mini Zach or the mini Kerry or the mini no. Fly? You're trying to create them as people. Yeah, I think individuality is power. And I think by me and Kerry helping them to become these young professionals who are very like comfortable with themselves, I think that's that's gonna um help them go further in a career rather than trying to teach them to be mini us and then walk into a class and someone say, Oh, you learn from this person, don't you? <laughs> so yeah, we still, we still work really closely with, with a lot of, a lot of those guys. And, you know, a lot of them have gone on to be professionals after, after that job, I think after, not that job, sorry. The and their teachers. They're teachers and, you know, all of them, Paul, all of them have gone on to, you know, start teaching and actually start teaching their own students. So I think that that experience, the Iron's Got Talent experience for them, it was more nerve wracking for me than actually doing it myself. I'm not going to lie, but, but it was really it was really fulfilling because it felt like I was I was giving to people who have a talent and just need that extra push, you know. Love that, love that. So we're going to move away from that. We've just spoken Sorry. about Fly, Fly Company International. Um, and basically what it is, it's like you said earlier on, it's basically what you would do in the studio, but online. And yeah. it's accessible all over the world, am I right? It is, yeah. We, we have That's a lot, mental. We have a lot of international people. It's been really cool, actually. Um yeah, that's why I that's why I kind of said about the, you know, things moving forward. Um like things should be better moving forward because honestly if you had told me in the third lockdown I would have my job would be to be connecting with people from all over the world from my studio in Glasnevin I would have laughed at you so 
in a sense, um, it's been really nice to to kind of have that purpose and, you know, meet a lot of people that I've never met before who kind of share the same passion um, and kind of teach. And and yeah, and it's basically just like a, if you want me to explain it a bit more, it's basically just kind of like a, it's a dance-based program like we would offer in the studio. So um, I teach a class, we teach a collab class as Kerry teaches class. We also have a lot of guest teachers come in um, and do their class. But we also have a lot of time where we kind of encourage people to meet each other and um, get to know each other through the screen. Um, so that when they can meet each other in real life, they actually have these connections formed. And also we we focus a lot on like the mentality of of an artist and kind of like how you can better your, I'd say mindset um, to help you further your dance in a way, because because you, you know yourself as an artist, half the battle is what goes on in, in here, in your head, rather than actually doing your what you want to do you know what I mean and we kind of focus on that and I think we've seen a massive result in people already so that's been really nice and it's just been it's been a short a short time so far we're moving on to month three next week so you're almost teaching you're almost teaching people not only what to do in class but what to do outside of class which I actually feel like especially and you know no offense to a lot of people in this industry but in this country of Ireland needs to be done there needs to be in these theater, in these theater schools and in these colleges. And it's something that I try to teach my own, you know, small, small group of kids. I try and tell Mm -hmm. them it's not just about what we do in front of this mirror. It's about how you hold yourself, how you act about yourself and how you just portray what you portray Mm -hmm. outside of this room that's going to carry forward with you for the rest of your life. So I really, I really, really love that. And if anyone's listening and fancies and fancies to go, please, please, please get onto Flight Company International. And and I even think you're, you're a perfect, sorry for interrupting. I even think you're like a perfect example of that and how you hold yourself even even from Ireland's Got Talent to now to see how much you've learned about yourself and how to carry yourself in a professional environment has actually been really um inspiring to watch kind of from a distance um so just wanted to to say that I know I know it's a bit it's a bit random but I think it's really cool to also see someone who was on this like IGT journey the same time as me really just grab it by the t-shirt oh, grab <laughs> um, grab grab it by the talk and run and um, I, I like yeah I think it's been nice I feel I feel like that's what we did with that opportunity we didn't just kind of wait for opportunity to come in we said to ourselves okay no look something's gonna something's gonna have to make do for us and we're gonna have to make it happen for us yeah and I think that starts with just what goes on in your brain how does it feel <laughs> to be how does it feel to be so influential to so many young people across the world not just in your studio in Glasnevin which is enough for for one person but to be across <laughs> the world for people to be looking at you and thinking I want to be Zach Milne how how does that feel sometimes that's funny <laughs> that's funny that you say it like that I never think I never think about it like that um I don't know I I try not to this sounds really weird but I try almost not to focus on it because it adds like a, a little An air yeah, and adds a little bit of pressure. I'm not going to lie. So I try to just um, not dwell on it or I, I I appreciate it. And I'm like thankful that, you know, my art and what I do um, just to make myself happy actually um, appeals or inspires other people. But I, I try not to like think about it too much because, yeah, I just don't want to add that pressure kind of onto what I do. I just want to keep kind of enjoying it in a way, I will say. Yeah. And do, do you find much negativity in the industry from from all angles or is it something that you kind of like are able to like zoom out of and not and not take in? 
I mean, like every industry, it has its it has its moments, and um, for sure, and um, like you know yourself in what you do, every every industry or lane has its is interesting or or its drama. I will say, yeah, but yeah, within within kind of like what we spoke about, within kind of me remaining a little bit more and um, closed off, aloof. I like that word. Sounds nice. Um, <laughs> with me, with me being a little bit more like you know private, it has allowed me just to kind of focus on myself a little bit more and not kind of get involved in in that you know in any of those scandalous moments. <laughs> now we do love a scandalous moment, but we don't want to take it in too much into the life. Um, yeah. But I, I agree. I agree. It's kind of nice to to stay out of it. And I think that, yeah, you're right. You can stay out of it, but still kind of focus on your own life and still kind of listen to what's going on, but not really yeah. get involved and, t- and take it in. Yeah. You have to be like still turned on. You have to know what's happening and, and kind of, you know, see what's going on. But like, you just can't, you can't fully engage yourself too much, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Can they? Can you? Can you make a career as a performer and a dancer in Ireland? Is it? Is it something you can do full time, or is it notoriously tough? And because it's quite clicky here, if you're not a part of one person's clique, you're a part of another person's clique. And da, 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 da. do you? Do you feel that, or is that my? Is that my naivety from the outside looking in? No, you can one hundred percent. And I don't know if everyone would agree with me, but I really. I think you can, and I think it needs to be more normalised that you can, if that makes sense. I feel like it's very not that. very normalised in, in Ireland. I feel like people are too busy telling people what I've just said there, that it's clicky and that it did oh, yeah. which turns people off. But it, it's nice to know that there is, to, and especially years ago, it was way worse, but now there's more opportunity mm-hmm. around and there's more kind of like scope to do more. Yeah, and I think, to be honest with you, that's that's part of of my motivation in a sense is because you know when when you want to prove not people wrong but prove just kind of a it's like a stigma when you want to just prove that wrong and actually show that I can have a really successful career and still be from a small part of Ireland um and that not kind of limit me but only kind of make me unique in a way you know so I I want to normalize that um I want to normalize that for especially younger younger generations of of kids coming up who actually you know may not be the best in school but may have a really big gift and and just need that person to look at to see well if they can do it then well so can I I know that's real cheesy but it's also it's not and we need need more of it in Ireland I think we need more of these role models to show the kids or at least yeah show the kids I know they have social media so they can see those people but yeah, I think we need to start just making it more mainstream to be successful as an artist in Ireland, for sure. And I think you, you say that we need to show the kids, but we're actually not even just showing the kids. We're showing no. like real life adults. You know, there's people, mm-hmm. there's people who I know have gone to you, uh, you know, at the ages of 2021. 20, and they've they've changed into completely different people because of the of the influence that you guys have given them and what, what you've done for them. So it's not just to normalize it for it's for any age to show that you can do what you need to do at any yeah. age, anywhere. Um, 100%. And moving forward from that, I, a lot of the time you said after IGT you wanted to move to LA with Kerry and you kind of wanted to to take out take out and take on America. Is that oh the eyebrows the eyebrows are nodding? Is that something that's still on the cards? One hundred percent. That's yeah, that's where, where that's that's like that's where my heart is. I that's kind of kind of my that's kind of what I want for myself next. I feel like I I want to put myself somewhere new 
and throw myself almost in a brand new environment and kind of see what happens. So that's yeah. definitely been something I've actually been working towards for a long time. It's it's kind of in the process at the moment. So um, I think once it's safe to do so, I'll be spending a lot more time, please God. Yeah. And what are the what are the highlights of LA? Like what what gives you what what influences you about LA? I think I think there's just a there's just an energy. It's very like I always feel that when I wake up in in LA and I walk down the street, I always feel like anything is possible today. Like wow. that's that's the sense it gives me. I, I some people aren't fans of LA. Some people think it's too you know too much and whatnot. But that's just something that I've always connected with, and I. Um, I may, my opinion may change once I actually spend more time there, but I think it's just kind of, yeah, I think anything's possible and everything, anything's possible everywhere. But I think it just puts things a little bit more into perspective when you walk outside your, your house and you see a Hollywood sign up on the wall and up on the mountain. And I don't know, just everyone has an energy about them that they really just like kind of exude. And I think it's very inspiring. And so I kind of want to put myself in that place and just kind of see, see how i'll react in a sense so you're yeah i kind of love that you're not you're saying you're not going over to do something in particular you're just going over to kind of live your own live your own life and live your best life and to see how that kind of how that takes you yeah i mean i have i have goals and i i have kind of um things i'm striving for but i think also there's there's like a sense of just like yeah let's just see what happens let me put myself there i'm never there's been times when i when i um when I like someone wanted me to do something or said, Hey, in America, and I wasn't able to go for a certain reason. And I think by me putting myself there will kind of allow, allow kind of more opportunity or more cool experience to kind of form. So, yeah. Where do you get your, where do you, yeah. Where do you get your own influences from? Who influences you for these thoughts? Like who takes you to the next level? I would say, Good question. I never even thought I should have told you this beforehand because it's a good <laughs> question. But off off the top of my head, I would say um, my sister is a big influence for me just in the way she encourages me to think and live my life. My mother, she's a hard ass worker and I'm inspired by her every day. My friends, I have a really, really talented group of friends uh, here in Ireland and internationally. Um, you know, I'm actually really blessed in a sense that like a lot of the people that I'm inspired by, I've I've met and I've, you know, either worked with or I'm actually friends with. So I'm really lucky in that sense. Um yeah. but I'm I'm just really inspired by people who are um people who are themselves and okay. that do great things for a good reason and you know I'm inspired in terms of actual things. I love pop stars. I love like looking at them I love fashion designers I I find a lot of inspiration in them and kind of how they create something from nothing so a lot of inspiration here well you're kind of giving me the segue into the next part because we're coming towards the end and I just kind of want to touch on a few little things first of all uh earlier this year or late last year you got the chance to dance with Julie for the studio 2054 tour I presume I want to say how does that even come about but I know how it comes about you audition you get sent for an audition then you do the audition am I right yeah what what was that like so I was in Dublin um in February time classes were still running life was life was where it was and I got an email about uh, a Dua Lipa world tour um 
so that I was like holy shit like I love like I I'm a people probably don't realize but like in my spare time I love pop music it's it's like one of my favorite kinds of music so I actually like listen to a lot of Dua Lipa and a lot of that kind of stuff so yeah so I basically flew to London auditioned and it was a private audition so there was just like a certain amount of dancers and um I managed to get the audition thankfully and um, I was, was this for the world tour this was for the world tour so okay I was successful in the audition we found out that day I had a carry-on with me <laughs> I had a carry-on with three outfits in it three black outfits to dance in <laughs> um and then I had to stay find somewhere to stay for we were supposed to rehearse for two weeks take two weeks off and go on tour from that point like from so literally yeah. you were to audition oh my god the next day and here was me being in denial like not bringing more clothes with me just in case because I was like I don't want to like jinx it or anything and I got the tour so I stayed was buying clothes in H- H&M and all these like all these baggy loose dance clothes that I could just grab quickly and um, walking around Oxford Circus so I stayed I managed I'd like just like uh, found somewhere to stay for the week so I'll stay for two weeks but we ended up having to go into a lockdown um, oh after God. the first week of rehearsal so I ended up finishing rehearsals one evening and having to book a flight back to Dublin I went directly from the studio <laughs> I went sorry directly from the studio home so basically the tour got postponed everything kind of was cancelled and I was like damn it um and then because especially because she was supposed to play in Dublin and that would have been really, yeah that would have still, been it's still scheduled to but um yeah, so anyway, got an email, fast forward, got an email about that they were going to do this whole coronavirus-friendly virtual concert, um, and that was so exciting. So um, It was kind of the first of its kind as well. It was the, the one of the biggest things that had been done, and, yeah. and still is, actually. We haven't seen a concert like that been done. Bar, I think Ky- Kylie, Kylie Minogue obviously did something as well. Yeah. The, they, they're the only two. Um, mm-hmm. And do you think that that's another opportunity that could come back again to go back on tour? Like do the, do the world tour with you, Alifa? That's, that's, that's hopefully, you know, the plan. And um, in a sense, I would love, I've never world toured. I've, I've danced around the world, but I've never been with an artist and of that kind of scale and gotten to perform in all those arenas. So that's definitely something I'm, praying that once coronavirus kind of you know settles that's something i can do was did a quick turnover when it came to like rehearsals into filming into you know was it was it was it a really quick process um you know what it it was it wasn't in a sense i was in london for six weeks wow so we had so that was the whole second lockdown i was they went into level five in dublin and i was in london just pretend everything was okay but um but it was, you know, we were in rehearsals every day, nine to or ten, either ten to six or nine to five every day. Um, and then there was also other performances in between. Like I know she did the AMAs and and stuff like that. So there was a lot of different stuff that we were just kind of learning, learning. And then eventually costume came in. And then like a couple of days before we were brought into this big, this big, massive set that they had built and we had to camera block it and all that kind of stuff but um I will say is it was really nice that it was a long experience because it gave me an opportunity to get to know the dancers that I like that I'm going to be spending a lot of time with and there that I knew from the dance world but we never got to connect that much so I was really happy because I made a lot of new friends um, and a lot of really good new friends um, and also just to just to touch on that we actually had to isolate in our own hotel rooms before 
beforehand. We were tested. We were sent into our rooms for five days, retested. Then we entered a bubble where the only people we seen was the, the 10 dancers, the choreographer and our assistant and our driver who also stayed with us and brought us wow. from the hotel back home. Yeah, we couldn't go for food or anything. So it was like we were in a bubble. And um, so we also had no other choice but to really kind of get to know each other and have some fun. And What a bubble to be in with some of the most talented people from around the world, I suppose, and to sure. have that have that creative energy. And I think important to note is that with this industry, it's not just about what you do in front of the thing. Like we said before, it's about meeting the right people and meeting good people and, and making yeah. your good contacts and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So like we've had Dua Lipa, we've had Little Mix, you've done some, you've done some bits in Japan. You know, what has been your favorite, what's been the favorite gig? What's been the one that you got? I really enjoyed that. In terms of dancing for like a, an artist or working with an artist? Anything, anything, no, no, no broad on it. I have, I have like probably like a couple that come straight to my mind. Um, Dua Lipa experience being one, I think just, the level of the team and just just like the the production and everything and I was just surrounded by such beautiful people so that made my experience really positive and and that was something I I'm so thankful that I could do even during the level two or level five lockdown so and that was definitely a highlight that's probably one of the top ones and then also um traveling and teaching and stuff like that has yeah. been a highlight. Sometimes I found myself in places that I didn't even think I'd ever get to visit. Um, and I kind of have had like a pinch me moment um, in, in a couple of places. One being Thailand, like how did I end up in, in Thailand? I don't know, on, on an island, but it was cute. And I had a little photo shoot on the sand, bitch. And it was all, ah, it was all talent. great. Um, so yeah, just like moments that I, that like, I find myself doing things that I, I wanted as, as a teenager. And um, yeah. Being, cre being such a creative and such a, a performer, are you an extrovert when it comes to real life or are you the typical kind of like, no, nah, I'm shying away. I want to just chill and just. Um, I'm, 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 I'm complex. I like to think I'm a Virgo. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I like to think I'm an extroverted introvert because I'm really like loud and like crazy but I'm also, if I don't know people, I'm really inverted, really introverted and very shy. So I, if you, if you give me awkward energy, you're going to get it back tenfold, but not on purpose. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of, I kind of retaliate what people give to me. So if yeah. someone comes up to me and starts chatting to me on the street, really confident in me, I'll probably just have a chat with them and have a great time. So it, it's, it's a bit of both. Yeah. Do you make friends easily? Or like that, is it all about the energy of the person? I feel like it, you're a close contact sort of person. I get it. It's all your bubble. Yeah, it is all the bubble. But also I love meeting people. So it's not like, I think, I, I just think if people are meant to be friends, they'll gravitate towards each other. And I don't believe in like forcing friendships or having like gazillions of friends just for the sake of it. Um, I think it's, it's, I get to meet a lot of great people, but there's always like that certain few that like we gravitate towards each other and we have this like connection. And I think that's something I, I really look for in a friendship. I think it's just really important to like meet people who actually vibe with you. And I think to touch base on, on something on, on that fact is that, yeah. you know, you do have some amazing people around you. I've, I've met some of them. I've, I've been so lucky to work with, especially right. one of them. Douglas is probably, Douglas. is probably one of my He's favorite people in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably one of my favorite people in the world. And he's the first ever choreographer I've really worked with. And I just yeah. felt, 
I, and it was because of you. It was because of, of seeing his work with you. And I just kind of reached out yeah. and said, look, is this, is it something you want to do? And we've had some of the best times. We've had some of the best giggles. So it is about who you keep around you. That, that kind of matters. Zach, we're coming towards the end of it. And I just kind of want to get a few little bits and bobs off you. Of course. That I feel, I feel like a listener will really, really want to know. Of course. What do you want the future to hold for Zach Mill? Not what do you think? It's what do you want the future to hold? I love, I love the want. Um, I want, I want to. Personally, I would like to be, I would like to be like very happy and fulfilled, um, and and kind of internally, not in a sense of like, um, not kind of a controlled by my happiness, controlled by jobs I'm doing or opportunities. I would like to just find more happiness internally in in the person I am and in the life and then the people that are around me. That's that's kind of what I want. But then also in terms of like, you know, what I actually want as well is um I would love to to choreograph. That's kind of my 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 goal ultimately is to creative direct and choreograph for pop stars that I admire and that I really And it's not I know with you it's not just about when you say creative and especially in this world at the minute you it's not just about being the choreographer it's about being the set designer the the lighting kind of tech yeah. advisory all that sort of stuff and um, kind of coming up with the original with the original kind of concept and then having people who are actually also really talented in in their field and is able to kind of bring that to life in a yeah. way that's kind of a goal of mine so yeah and do you make goals or do you just exhume them and hope for the best? And do you exhume mm-hmm. like the energy of what it is? Or do you say to yourself kind of like at the start of the year, like, you know, new me, new you, hon, all that sort of stuff. Or do you no. just let it happen? No, I do make goals. I'm like a big believer in putting what you want out into the world. I think, you know, I, I've i had so many experiences where I, I used to tell people, like I used to tell people that, you know, that I was going to dance for the royal family and win a world medal with them. And and people were, were like, yeah, they didn't say no. They believed in me, but they didn't really think about it too deeply. And and then going to New Zealand and being able to win a world medal the next year after telling people, it kind of showed me the importance of speaking your goals into out. out at such an early age that I think I still apply that. I still tell people who I'm going to choreograph in a minute, or I tell people what I'm going to do, like my friends and they're like, yeah. And it just kind of puts it out there more than just like, more than just like thinking it inside or even writing it down, I think is really important to set goals and no matter what age you are. So if you do have any young listeners on here, write your goals down, no matter how big or how small they are. If you write them down, they're out there and you have to kind of make them happen. And you don't have to buy a big diary from, you know, oh, no. Tesco's or Eason's. Write them. I write mine in my notes. I write what I want for the kind of the, the coming weeks, coming months. And um, what is to a nice little finisher? What is the best bit of advice you've ever received? I've ever received. Uh, oh, my gosh. Um, I would say. Oh, OK, you're going to need to cut this one out because this weight is going to be a minute. I need to think about it. <laughs> Or even have you got some advice? <clears throat> like I know I mean, mine, right? What's yours? Can I ask? The best bit of advice I've ever been I've ever been told is get in, get out, say please, and say thank you. Oh yeah, I've heard you say that one before. I like that. And that sticks. That sticks. And it's always something that I've always thought about when 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 people have asked me that question. Is there is there is there even like a quote or something that you kind of have in your brain? <laughs> 
there there is a quote that I have in my brain that is my kind of um my favorite quote at the moment and it's um let me just get it right. demand more from yourself than anyone could ever expect for you from you Bill. that's Bill. my favorite quote I live by that I think you know if you're doing something and you think you're giving enough give more demand more from yourself than anyone expects you expects anyone, from you anyone could ever expect from you we love that we absolutely love that. I've got a quick one, right? Your final five. Your favorite page you follow on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Something that you always check in on. Oh, this is hard. I'm stressed. Uh, I was, oh, I would say I follow just a lot of great dancers. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I, it can be a lot of great dancers. I follow a lot of great dancers. I'm not going to lie. Um, I mean, Bad Gal Riri always gives me gives me life on her Instagram. I follow. Mm, do I have to pick one? No, give me. You can give me a couple. I'll, I'll allow it because it's you. Yeah, definitely. Bad Gal Riri is always coming through. I uh, who who do I like at the moment? I I I love. Um, don't judge me. I love a bit of Kylie. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> ah, sure. Don't we all? We all love a bit of Kylie. <laughs> People pretend they don't, though. But no, they don't. Checking in. Um, What's the, I'm going to move on to the next question. So we've got Kylie and we're going to do a bit of bad guy Riri. First place you want to visit when lockdown is over. I have three. Go for it. Tell me all of them. Thailand, Australia or uh, LA. Uh, The best series you've watched in lockdown, if any. Euphoria. Oh, something or someone you never want to see again post-lockdown. Oh, there's quite a few things. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to say um, Coca Noodles. <laughs> Coca Noodles. You never want to see Coca Noodles. I never want to see Coca Noodles. I, got, I, try, I try to, I loved them. I know I can't eat them anymore because I ate them. I'm going to say, uh, I do want to see them again, but I want to drive up some new roads, I will say. My okay. 5K is getting a bit not as scenic as it was. No. no. <laughs> have you, have you, weirdly, have you tried Coca Noodles in a white bread roll mixed with meanies? No, but I've seen someone, I've seen one, a drag queen taste, uh, do it on Drag Race. And is it nice? The beans. Yeah. Look, we, we'll have that chat. I'll, I'll fill you in on that. The last question, the Instagrammer or influencer who got you through this whole mad pandemic. Is it somebody who makes you howl with laughter? I do love some, I do love a good comedian. There's a TikToker. Uh, she has an Instagram. Um, it's me Tinks is her name. She's my favorite person on the planet as of now. And uh, I think everyone should follow her. She's, I think she's hilarious. Uh, it's me, Tinks. So go me, look her Me, Tinks. I uh, for her. Sakmiel, I want to say a massive, massive thank you for having this chat. This has been absolutely beautiful. Because of you, I am influenced. Thank you for listening to Influenced with me, Paul Ryder. Please rate, review and subscribe. And you can find me on social media at RuPaulRyder. Thank you for listening.